we're a pretty small operation as far as staffing goes. So we have other stress management services that take up space. So there are a lot of things that I think come into play when we were looking at offering more days or, you know, how many nurses could we have here? So there, you know, again, lots of challenges, but always looking for opportunities for how could we get walk-in tests for students. You know, we explored the opportunity of could we bring in test kits that they could take home, like just really looking for every opportunity to serve students that we could. Hello, and thank you for listening to The Doctor Is In, where we discuss topics related to all things public health. With this episode, we are excited to be returning to our pre-COVID schedule of four episodes per year, one each quarter. Thanks to the wonders of technology, we are recording this podcast remotely today from across Howard County. Today's episode will discuss the recently announced expansion of services provided by Howard County Health Department at the Howard Community College Wellness Center. Howard County Health Department has maintained a presence in the HCC Wellness Center for many years, offering pregnancy testing and counseling, select contraception, sexually transmitted infection screening and testing, and vaccinations against HPV, flu, and more recently, COVID-19. These services are currently available twice a month on Mondays. We learned recently, or not so recently actually, that this level of service was not meeting the needs of the HCC community, especially post-COVID. And we began exploring ways to expand our presence at the Campus Wellness Center. Thanks to a million dollar funding commitment from County Executive Ball, and Howard County government over the next three years, we will be able to expand the reproductive health services offered on campus and provide improved access to this service. This is great. Under a pilot program being established through this partnership between HCC and the health department, the expanded clinic will offer more hours as well as telemedicine, a full complement of contraception, treatment of sexually transmitted infections, and more. We are just so excited to be talking about this today and having the opportunity to expand these important services now. Our first guest is Dr. Bada. I'm going to introduce you to her as well as some of our other guests today. Dr. Bada is the Clinical Director of Sexual and Reproductive Health at Howard County Health Department and a gynecologist. After we speak to Dr. Bada, we'll be talking with Tara Roop, who runs the HCC clinic, and a student who has used the services and now works there. But let's start with Dr. Bada. Welcome. Please tell us more about you and the exciting expansion of services that will be rolled out over the next year. Well, thank you, Dr. Rossman, for that kind introduction. As you said, I am a practicing GYN currently working at the Howard County Health Department. And so I'm really excited about this expansion of services that are going to exist on Howard County Community College campus. These additional services are so incredibly valuable to students because it allows us to meet the students where they are at. 
there is no need for them to have to compromise their time spent on their education when we can bring services to the campus. And so what this allows for us to do is to engage students actively in the healthcare by expanding access. Oh, absolutely. You know, what you just mentioned is so important and valuable to the students and reasons why we really wanted to expand. In terms of the expansion, actually, the ultimate goal is to turn the health clinic at HCC into a federal Title X satellite clinic under the umbrella of the health department. Can you tell us more what that means practically? How is that going to help more students? Well, this helps more students because right now the existing services at HTC, Power County Community College, is pregnancy testing and STI testing. And so this Title X umbrella allows for expansion of not only sexual health services, but also reproductive health services. And so this funding and this opportunity really allows for us to offer a full complement of contraceptive services, as well as STI testing and treatment at the same time, which is a really huge component of sexual and reproductive health services. And so I think that it's really important to kind of offer that full complement of healthcare services services at ACC as opposed to a small component that currently exists. Now you used the term a couple of times, sexual and reproductive health services. Can you tell us more why this area of medicine is so important, especially for young adults? I think it's really important as you're coming outside the umbrella of under adult supervision to start making your own reproductive and sexual health choices. And so this allows for you to have full access of all the things that really are a huge component of your health care during this time. And so reproductive and sexual health services, again, is basically vaccinations includes uh, for HPV, which is the human papillomavirus. And so this is important for cervical cancer prevention. This also allows for any sexually transmitted infection testing and treatment, as well as just the counseling component that's also missing as well. So not only will we just get testing and treatment, but you also have counseling with the provider on site. Yeah, thank you for that. We know that as students transition from high school to college and transition from being more independent and less reliant on their parents, that young adults go to the doctor less at a time when what you just described, right? Sexuality, reproductive health becomes increasingly important. So the ability to provide these services on site and I think you used this term before, meet the students where they are, provide Absolutely. services on site so they can more easily access them is again, using that ter- overused term, really, really <laughs> valuable. And we'll, when we talk to the student, we'll hear from her perspective why this is valuable. So let's get back to sort of routine health screenings. We also know that the students this age, the young ones, they're pretty healthy and may not be thinking about preventative care. So can you tell us about the importance of routine health screenings and why you think some patients tend to skip them or have them less frequently performed than they should? I'm really glad that you used that term preventative because that's what we're trying to do. We are trying to prevent 
and also implement that into your healthcare maintenance, being able to have counseling regarding family history and anything that can impact reproduction or your sexuality. And so a lot of times, again, as we transition from parental supervision to making our own healthcare decisions, a lot of things that our parents took care of, now we're in charge of. So that includes like vaccinations, regular counseling in terms of against sexuality issues and screening and testing and reproductive issues as well and contraceptives and also like family planning desires as well. And so having those services available are important. And another thing, actually cervical cancer screening, which we hope to bring to the Howard County campus is a really important part of reproductive health as well. Thank you. I'm really glad that you mentioned that. And going back to the preventative care, really what we'd love to be able to do is prevent cancers, prevent infections, prevent illness really of any kind, or at least catch it early. And that's why it's so important to take advantage of the screening opportunities and preventative care opportunities. And I'm just going to give a shout out Mm -hmm. to the HPV vaccine, which can prevent cervical cancers and head and neck cancers. So if you are listening and you don't know if you've had your HPV vaccine, please check it out. And if you're not really sure, go to your provider or come to the clinic and and find out so that you can be protected if you haven't yet completed the series. So talking about how to get there. So (laughs) if a community member is listening, where can they go to access sexual and reproductive health services if they don't have health insurance or a provider that they visit regularly? Well, I'm going to absolutely plug the Howard County Health Department as an entryway into being able to access care or being able to find out whether or not you can. So there are services at the health department that individuals from the community can reach out to see if they're eligible to be able to get health insurance or even access some of that preventative health screening tools that are available. Well, thank you, Dr. Bada, for that really terrific information. Next, we're going to be talking to Tara Roop, the director of HCC Wellness Center and HCC student Bayan Ansari, who also works in the Wellness Center. Welcome to you both. Thank you so much. All right. Well, we just learned a lot with Dr. Bada. So I'm going to start with Tara and then Bayan, you can join in. Tell us from your perspective, the significance of this expansion of services at the Wellness Center. Well, I can tell you that we are absolutely thrilled. I have been working with the health department now for 12 years in some form of a sexual health clinic, and we have been talking about how can we do something to get students to the health department, making referrals or bringing more services here. So when I heard about the possibility that we could be expanding in this way. It felt like a dream, honestly. It felt like, how could this possibly be happening? Because I've been working with so many different people over the years, and to actually have this happen feels like, wow, this is really happening, and we are really getting to get this much access for our students on campus. Because we have only had the clinic twice a month for so long, we haven't been able to provide this level of service. And 
I always felt that we were missing a large portion of students who would come in. And I know that even though we were giving them the information, hey, you can access these services at the health department, I know they weren't always going. And that was part of a huge barrier that, you know, they would sit across my desk and I would give them the information. I'd give them the little cards with the number. And I would say, you know, we can't provide that service here, but if you just call this number and you make an appointment, but then I'd see them in the hall and I'd have to, you know, see the side eye because I knew that they didn't follow through with the appointment. And then I felt like sometimes it was an additional barrier because they didn't want to look me in the eye knowing that they didn't follow through with the referral. So I think it really means a lot that they're going to have that access. And I know you mentioned that several times, that access to service and to be able to offer that here on campus, I think is huge. So it's significant. It's huge. I can't tell you how big it is, but it's big. Well, I think our listeners can hear your passion, Tara. You have been a champion of having these services on campus. I didn't realize it was 12 years, but I remember going back all this time. And this is a shout out, not only to Tara, but to HCC administration for having the courage, right, to invite us in and now to expand services. So thank you, HCC. Tell us a little bit about the challenges, because to us, you know, talking, it seems like, oh, this is a no brainer. But there are challenges that you face as a director of the clinic in assisting in not only operating the clinic, right, but assisting your diverse student body. I'm a Howard County resident, and I've watched HCC grow over the past two decades into a really world-class higher education facility that serves a really broad, diverse group of students. And that can be challenging. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So this is first an outstanding institution. And I think just with tremendous growth over the years comes uh, vying for funding. It comes with where are we going to put things for space? And I think there's challenges with, you know, everyone is doing great work. So who is going to get the funding for the next great service? So funding the clinic was always a priority, but more days to fund the clinic was a challenge for me sometimes. And also we do other things at the wellness center. So we have stress management services and you know, we're a pretty small operation as far as staffing goes. So we have other stress management services that take up space. So there are a lot of things that I think come into play when we were looking at offering more days or, you know, how many nurses could we have here? So there, you know, again, lots of challenges, but always looking for opportunities for how could we get walk-in tests for students, you know, we explored the opportunity of could we bring in test kits that they could take home, like just really looking for every opportunity to serve students that we could. And you guys have an amazing staff over there that are always looking 
for ways that we could expand. And we met many times to try to figure out where we could serve students best. And to have this opportunity is going to be amazing. I'm looking forward to the phased in opportunity to have the telehealth late, maybe later this fall. I don't think we've ironed every detail out, but I think students will be very interested in maybe exploring that option. Thank yeah. you, Tara. I'm glad you mentioned the other services, because although this podcast is concentrating on sexual and reproductive health services, the clinic provides other services. And we all know, particularly the mental health issues that many of our students face. So mindfulness and being able to incorporate some other practices to help with students' well-being is just so important. So I know things haven't been finalized yet, but how much do you think, you know, the services are going to expand and how can students access the wellness center if, you know, they need something this week or, you know, let's say in five months, what can you tell us? And I know no one's holding anything. I know we're all working this out as we chat today. Yes. So currently the model that we use is all of our services are walk-in. They're free. It's a culture of care model. When a student comes in, they are helped right away. And we don't have sort of telehealth right now. You know, they can access the wellness center through email. You know, they can access through social media and ask questions. But really, all of our services are in person and they they are walk-in. So a student can expect to walk through the door have a friendly face and, you know, see someone right away. And that's kind of the model that we have. But I am looking forward to sort of seeing how students respond to that telehealth model and really try and see if that is something that they respond to. Thanks. Now we're going to get to Bayon, but I just want to spend a few minutes, a couple of minutes with Dr. Bada to talk a little bit about the telemedicine. What does that mean? Because maybe some of our listeners aren't familiar with telemedicine. So telemedicine is not necessarily something new, but definitely expanded during COVID pandemic. And it is an opportunity to make access to a healthcare provider much more easier and at the touch of a phone or even on a laptop device. And so what that allows you to do is to connect with the healthcare provider through any of those digital platforms and actually do your visit through there. And so it does create easier access and it's an opportunity for us to reach more individuals and for them to have easier access to healthcare. And hopefully at the community college, we'll be able to hopefully expand those services in that platform. Great, thank you for explaining that. Now, maybe to our most important guest, the student. Welcome, Bayon. Hello, thank you for having me. You're welcome. Why is this expansion of services so important to you and the student community? So my field of study here at HCC is social sciences and psych in a focus of becoming a sex therapist, which was my introduction to Mystera and the Wellness Center. Uh, so being a part of that change moving forward was so, so exciting. And I know that HCC prides themselves on diversity in gender and sexuality on top of race and ethnicity. So incorporating the conversations and Allowing a space for a bio-psycho-social expansion was so important. 
And seeing the students' faces similar to Ms. Tara's experiences, turning them away was so disheartening. It takes a lot of power and a lot of strength to come in and even ask a question regarding something that's so taboo and so intimate. And for some of the students who come from a cultural background where that is completely shunned to even ask, it was so, so disheartening to turn away and be like, we don't have that right now, or you come back later. And that creates another barrier. I know I was given cards to go to another healthcare professional, but even if it was up the street, it was like, okay, that's just going to go into my bag and I'm not going to actually follow through with it. So removing that boundary and creating those conversations about how everything intersects, biopsychosocial, is so fun to be a part of and so fun to hopefully see that change be established. Well, I didn't know about your aspirations to be a sex therapist. That is terrific. And I can also hear your enthusiasm, you know, through the mic. I'm sure our listeners are feeling that. You mentioned, you know, the importance of access to care and even when the access is there, shame, taboo, culture may even make it difficult for students to get in the door. Can you talk a little bit more about the challenges you and your peers face when trying to access reproductive and sexual health services? I feel like there's so many because <laughs> we're trying to be in college and then figuring out how to take care of ourselves. Similarly, it's as the doctor said was, as we're getting older, I now have to figure out how to make my own appointments. I now have to figure out how to get there. And for a lot of the students here, they're spending their entire days at the college campus. So having something that's okay, it's just in Clark Library or it's just an AC, rather than having to get into your car, leave the college campus, go somewhere else, set up that appointment. It makes it a lot more easier to access that and knowing that the place that you're paying money to excel in your academic area is looking out for you, not only as a student, but as a human being, is so fulfilling and you feel taken care of coming here. Yep. A healthy student is a better student. And whatever our higher education and high schools and elementary schools can do to help all students be healthy makes them easier for them to achieve. So thanks for sharing that and elevating the conversation about sexual and reproductive health and the challenges that young people transitioning out of adolescence into adulthood face in trying to make sure that they continue to get the health care, which includes reproductive health, that they need, especially in an environment right now where in some states, not Maryland, reproductive health care is sort of on, on the lines. So we're all fortunate, I think, to live in a state that continues to have these services and support the services and expand, right? That HCC administration allowing this to happen and the funding that we're getting from executive ball and county administration. What would happen, do you think, Bayon, if you didn't have access to these services through HCC? Where would you go? Where would your peers, what would they do? I know trying to navigate that is confusing enough. So when you have obstacle after obstacle after obstacle, not even in appointment making, but for people's socioeconomic statuses, their religion, their ethnic background, it's just constantly beating you down to a point where you don't even want to try anymore. And that can be so discouraging. So having that opportunity there and having it openly broadcasted 
like we talk about our sexual health clinic and I'm always telling my classmates or friends that are in relationships that in order to make an educated decision, you need to get all the facts and then you can move forward rather than just going off of what was projected onto you to be appropriate, which I think would really help the change in not only how we view sex with our partners, but how we view ourselves as an integral part of that connection. Absolutely, because we're all sexual beings, right? It's part of being human. We are going to unfortunately need to wrap up. So Bayon, is there anything else you would like to share about having the access to affordable, and you mentioned free, this service is free for students as part of your community college experience? That it can be scary coming in and asking a question, but you're not going to know how it's going to go until you try. And uh, we're here to help and we're here to support. So take advantage of it while it's here. Thank you. And Tara, anything you'd like to say? I just want to say to piggyback on what Bayan was saying that this is a really safe place, the Wellness Center. And we get a lot of students coming in here and we want to encourage more students to come in. And I think once we get more information about the expansion, we'll be able to advertise and we just welcome anybody to come in and ask more questions. Thank you. And Dr. Bada, how about you? One last mention of anything? I love what everyone else was saying. And I agree that it can be intimidating initially to interface this healthcare experience on your own as an independent individual and thinker. But I really want to acknowledge the fact that we've tried really hard and Tara's worked really hard and Bayon's working really hard to create a culture of safety at the health center. And I think that's really important that we all have their best interests in mind and there is no judgment and it's a safe space. Thank you for that. Thank you, all three of you. And unfortunately, we are out of time for today. Thank you, Dr. Bada, Tara Roop, and Bayan Ansari. If you, listener, are looking for assistance accessing sexual or reproductive health services, you can call the health department at 410-313-7500. To stay up to date on what's going on at the health department, visit our website at hchealth.org or follow us on social media at HOCO Health. Thank you for listening to The Doctor Is In. We hope you'll join us in January for a new public health topic. Connect with us. We are Dragon Digital Radio.